Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. The opioid epidemic center stage. I don't think many you know, youths understand how deadly it can be. The kids have learned the dangers of alcohol. The kids have learned the dangers of tobacco because of all the educational efforts. They have not learned the dangers of the opiates. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. We're constantly hearing about the opioid epidemic and its deadly impact on Western New York, particularly among the school-age population. Well, tonight we are airing a live forum organized by Erie County Legislator Ed Rath, Clarence Schools, and the Clarence Drug Court. It will begin at 7 p.m. and be aimed at educating the hundreds in attendance, mainly about prevention. It's open to all, it's free, and if you can't make it, it will be live on WBEN and moderated by my friend and colleague Janet Snyder from KISS 98.5. It's an important forum, an important night, as hundreds of deaths are attributed to this epidemic. A couple of years ago, it was over 300. This past year, it was about 250. So the numbers are going down. Erie County Legislator Ed Rath is an event organizer. So that means that the treatment and the services that we're providing are working, but they're not working well enough. And we need to focus on prevention, like I said, so that this crisis never really starts to uh, hit people. And if we do that, we're really solving this problem for the long term. You know, we just had a story this morning that uh, the American Dental Association just yesterday uh, sent out a new policy statement for 161,000 dentists across the country to stop prescribing so many opioids as painkillers for dental procedures. Is that kind of part of the problem? Very much so. That's exactly right, Susan. Doctors have been falling back on opioids, and they've been falling back on opioids for their prescription for decades. And now we need to get away from that because the opioids are in our system and sometimes they're sitting in medicine cabinets, then being uh, taken by our children and our grandchildren and being abused. So if we can start to get them to prescribe non-addictive opioid painkillers, non-opioids, if you want to say it that way, that's how we can be successful is by getting it out of the system, out of the flow per se. Now, looking at tonight's uh, discussion, you're going to hear from, uh, you mentioned law enforcement, uh, people involved in the drug uh, court. We're still talking about prevention, though. Uh, How important are those stories from, uh, whether it's uh, Al Rosansky, we heard from last week, uh, whether it's involved in the drug court? Not Not to say that we're trying to scare people straight or something like that, but to hear kind of how difficult it is uh, if you do get caught up with law enforcement to kind of find your way back on your own feet. I think this whole conversation tonight is about lowering barriers, and it's about having a non-threatening discussion with our children and with our grandchildren across our community. When we have these panel of experts, they are going to be talking in a way in which they can, the children can relate to and understand really what's at stake if they experiment with opioids. 
Also, it's important to note that we have uh, seven or eight tabletop presenters that are also going to be there who are providing the actual prevention services and treatment services across Erie County. So if we have families that are already afflicted by opioids, they can go and talk to these experts uh, at these tabletop presentations in the lobby of the high school as well. So it's really going to be a full wraparound uh, of opioid services tonight in Clarence. It's a tough discussion for parents to have, I would imagine, uh, to have that discussion with their kids. Something like this would kind of provide a, a gateway for that discussion. Absolutely. And I think that uh, having the discussion in the manner in which we will is going to lower the barriers for the kids and for the parents. And we'll get them talking not only tonight, but going forward. We'll also be able to see telltale signs uh, that uh, opioid abuse might be uh, occurring or starting to occur, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, whatever might be uh, occurring in uh, these kids' lives, the parents will know to look for it and the community can respond to those challenges. And what about young people themselves? Are they speaking tonight? Are they asking questions? Are they part of the panel? Yes. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a number of young people who are going to be uh, speaking tonight as well as encouraged to speak. But another very important point, because this could be uh, a little bit intimidating, is we're going to have uh, flashcards or note cards that they can write their questions on. And the moderator is Janet Snyder. And Janet relates to most middle schoolers and high schoolers. So she's going to be able to read those questions off of those flashcards. So if someone has a question that's burning inside them, but they're afraid to stand up and ask it, we'll write it down on a flashcard, and Janet will address it to the panel, and the panel will take it from there. This is happening at Clarence High School tonight. Again, uh, free and open to the public. If you can't make it, you can hear it live right here on WBEN. Uh, how open are area schools to having this discussion because this is really where the problem starts in a lot of places middle school high school you're right and i want to give a lot of credit to the clarence high school they opened uh, this up uh, with a very, very open arm uh, uh, manner to us. They're opening their school. They've uh, allowed us to have meetings there. Uh, we have really done a tremendous job of structuring this because of the partnership with the Clarence High School. All right. The focus is prevention tonight. It's Let's Talk Opioid Prevention, Clarence High School, 7 o'clock, free and open to the public. And our guest in studio is... Ed Rath, Erie County legislator, who's kind of pulling all of this together. It starts at 7, Ed, and it starts with a movie. What, what's going to be happening? Yeah, there's a 12-minute movie that starts the discussion tonight. It's called uh, Blink of an Eye, and it really is uh, an eye-opening uh, movie on the opioid threat and what it can do and how it can affect our high schoolers and our middle schoolers. And I've seen this movie several times. Uh, it's hard-hitting. It's a little bit edgy, uh, but it also gets the point across as to how this can happen to anyone and how uh, the cycle can really occur very quickly that can lead to death in our community. Well, going forward with this discussion tonight, focusing on prevention, uh, the awareness of this problem, how has that grown in the last two, three years? Because obviously for people who this problem has touched, it hits very close to home. That's not quite everybody. Do you think people in general have an awareness of how widespread this is throughout Erie County and all of western New York? I think there is a widespread awareness. But one thing I don't think there is is uh, an idea as to what to do about it. And that's what this discussion tonight is really setting up to do, is to offer some answers, to offer some solutions, and a pathway for people who don't know which way to turn. Uh, we're talking about uh, high school students tonight. Obviously, it's at the high school. Right. Do you find sometimes more, though, that 
it's the high schoolers who are aware of the problem, and it's maybe more educating older generations who they weren't really dealing with this when back when they were in school and kind of telling them, hey, this is what your kids, your grandkids are looking at on a daily basis. That's exactly right. And let me give you an example of um, what I mean by that. We are now hearing about Adderall and Xanax, which are two very prevalent opioids in our medicine cabinets, which are now being abused and are now gateways into the opioid crisis. And we heard about that from our student liaison uh, in a meeting last week. All of us sat around the table saying we had no idea that those were now gateway drugs into opioid abuse. Xanax is called the blackout drug. That's what the high schoolers are doing is overdosing on Xanax, blacking out, thinking it's cool, not realizing that suddenly they are addicted to opioids. Wow. Uh, you know, recently, Ed, we heard from Mark Polencars, the county executive, announcing that opioid death numbers are starting to drop here in Erie County, but certainly not any time right now to be letting our guard down, right? Absolutely not. And when there's one death in Erie County to the opioid crisis, that's one too many. And we're down to about 250. And I want to give credit to all the service providers across our community that are working tirelessly on this effort. Really, we can't thank them enough for the work they're doing. But we need to shift and we need to figure out ways in which we can continue this conversation and provide solutions to the community. I don't know of any other uh, non-threatening, open forum, open dialogue like what we're doing tonight. And this is the first of many. This is not a one-time deal. We're going to have many more of these discussions and continue to answer what needs to be discussed in our communities. There's been a big focus at the local level, uh, certainly in Erie County. Um, curious to hear what you've seen at the state level and the federal level. Is there enough attention being placed on opioid abuse uh, when we're talking about the state and federal government? Well, we just saw recently the federal government and President Trump did make this a very high priority uh, from the federal level. It is also at the state level. But understand this, the services are provided at the local level. And the challenges that are faced day in, day out for all of these families are faced at the local level. So this is where we are the feet on the street making a difference. And so as much as there's money from the Fed, money from the state, it's Erie County that has to do the work. And I think right now with this prevention focus, we're going to be working on solving this problem for the long term uh, with education and awareness. All right. And fentanyl is a major part of all of this, too, right? I mean, we heard this morning fentanyl is 50 times more powerful than heroin. How, how big of, of an issue is just that component to this? Well, fentanyl is the absolute killer. There's no question about it. And anything that's laced with fentanyl is lethal. And uh, we have a huge problem in that aspect of the fight. And that's where we're going to have law enforcement there tonight to talk about the impact of heroin, the impact of fentanyl. And I don't think many you know, youths understand how deadly it can be. The night will feature a panel of guests. Among them, the Clarence Drug Court will be featured. The drug court uh, basically takes these kids out of the criminal justice system. and We work with them for a minimum of a year, sometimes much longer. Judge Michael Powers will have with him a recovering opioid addict in his program. Ten years ago, my biggest problem was getting people to understand how serious a problem this was. Um, I, I started the drug court ten years ago, and it didn't take long for it to fill up. But once people understood how serious this problem um, was, it, it became easier to run the drug court but it became more difficult to shift the focus to where it really needs to be, and that's on prevention. You see alcoholics, you see drug users. What's different about opioid users? Um, the opioid users are generally much younger, which is sort of an interesting demographic. 
because um, my alcohol abusers are generally a little older. Uh, the kids have learned the dangers of alcohol. The kids have learned the dangers of tobacco because of all the educational efforts. They have not learned the dangers of the opiates because they look at them and they think pharmaceutical companies make them. Mom and dad take them. They can't be that bad. And they don't understand that it's synthetic heroin. How do you try and combine uh, punishment for a crime, but also with that ability for rehabilitation, for that ability for somebody to come out of this better and with that knowledge uh, that you just mentioned? That's really the essence of the drug court, because um, if these kids follow the rules, they stay sober for a year. They do all their counseling and all the other requirements of the drug court. They're rewarded at the end with a reduced charge and a reduced plea, no jail time, and a healthy life, most importantly. If they violate the rules or they use during the drug court, they'll spend a week in jail, sometimes two weeks in jail. So there are consequences for bad behavior in the drug court, but there's a very big reward at the end of the day for them. Uh, should they complete. Is that often enough, or do you see relapse? Um, We see an occasional relapse, but uh, most of the time uh, we find these kids go on and lead um, healthy, productive lives. And even when we do see a relapse, um, oftentimes it's the last relapse because of what they've learned in the drug court through their counseling, and they've learned how to stay sober. So even if they slip up, Uh, They have the tools to uh, bring them back around so they can um, uh, get back on the wagon, so to speak. This discussion tonight at Clarence High School, have you been a part of something like this before in the past? I've been a part of many discussions uh, in the past, Brian, many of these programs. But um, kudos to legislator Ed Raff for getting together. We did this about a year and a half ago, and we got together and said, We really need to shift the focus of our efforts uh, somewhat to prevention. A lot is being done on the rehabilitation side. A lot is being done on the treatment side, as it should be. But very little is being done on the prevention side. And if we can marshal our forces like we did against tobacco and uh, drunk driving with PSAs, with education, with discussions with parents and kids, I think we we can accomplish similar Uh, results and stem the tide. These kids are losing their childhood. Even when we can get them better and get them off um, living healthy lives, many of them have lost their childhood from as young as age 9 or 10, right up through their early 20s. And that just isn't acceptable. We have to stop these kids from starting. Do talks like this work, do you think? It'll be interesting to see Uh, whether they will because we've never had a talk, at least none I've been involved in, that has focused strictly on prevention. And that's what uh, Ed Rath um, and I talked about, why we put this thing together. And thank you to WBEN and Janet Snyder and all the people who have uh, um, been shining the spotlight on this because um, this is really sort of um, uh, one of the um, newer efforts to focus on prevention, and hopefully this will will spearhead some additional efforts and 
we can help these kids avoid the problem in the first place. So let's talk, shall we, tonight at 7 p.m. at Clarence High School. If you can't be there, hear it live on WBEN 930 AM, streaming live at WBEN.com, and in podcast form immediately following. We're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.